Hey, it's Sky Brothers here. View from the cheap seats this week. We have an unbelievable guest. Uh, he played for in the NFL, had over ten thousand six hundred yards rushing, and now he's got a great acting career. He's Thomas Q. Jones. Man, did you have fun on the show? Man, I had a blast on this show. Thank we you so much deep. for inviting me. Yeah, we got super deep, man. It was early in the morning out here in the West Coast. Man, Listen, y'all, got man, my, y'all got my brain working early, man. Talk so. Issues. I'm yeah. talking issues. I'm saying, look, we got so deep, we put her butt to sleep. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This week on The Mystic Party, Stephanie Pressman, Romanian Ghosts, and Shaman Boyfriends. Hit it, Ghost TJ. We may actually get to do a podcast. I don't believe it. Welcome to, to the, the Mystic, Mystic Party, Party, the world's premier crypto psychology show. I'm your host, Bria Grant, Southern California's leading psychic. And I'm your other host, Zane Grant, professor of occult studies at Mandalay Bay Entertainment. You sound a little bit like a demon this morning. Uh, did, you get, did, you have, did you go demon crazy this weekend? Did you drink a lot of demon blood? Oh, jeez, this is going to be such a show. I did. So it's still a little bit of in my system, so I don't know what, I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm sorry to our guest. Do you know that uh, your 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 mug says yes? I believe in God. Do I know it? (laughs) I believe it. Um, we have a great guest today, boys and girls, ladies and gents. Um, it's Stephanie Pressman. Yay Yay for me! Hey, Stephanie. Hey. Thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for having me. It's kind of early, 11 a.m. on a Monday. Yeah, but I got coffee. I'm good. That's good. You're okay. You're feeling all right? Yeah, I got percolated. You per- did get percolated. Percolated. Percolated? Per- I don't know. Percolated sounds cuter like it happened. In, like it sounds like it's in the future. Percolated. Percolated. Such a funny word. It is. How do you actually say it? <laughs> Tiffany, tell everybody. So... I wanted you to talk about you. You, I sat across from you at like a brunch, and you were like, "Here's the forty billion things that I do with my time." And I was like, oh. what? "That sounds so crazy!" And so I wanted you to come and talk about them. Um, was it a first brunch or a second brunch? It was just the first brunch. <laughs> we went over this last week: first brunch, second brunch, and then dinner brunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's it. a dinner brunch? It's when you have brunch at dinner. Oh, okay. Anytime between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., you can have brunch. So long as there's mimosas and hollandaise sauce. I guess that could be the case. Yeah. Bring mm. on the hollandaise. Could you please pass the hollandaise? Mm. <laughs> um, but you you work on many internet projects. Lots. Lots. So Lots. many. Um, tell tell the folks at home where they can find you and what you're working on and all the things. Uh, some of my favorites include... <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick your top three babies, what would they be? Uh, I have a new show with my good friend Anastasia Washington, who I know has been here before. Mm-hmm. Special guest of ago. the show, yeah. Succubus in Recovery, mm-hmm. Anastasia yeah. Washington. And that show is called Jet Set Nerds, and Ooh. it's a nerd travel show. And like, where do you go? We have been, it's, uh, it's coming on Halloween season. So we've been Ooh. hitting up every Halloween attraction. Nice. Not, not scary farms. We were there this week. Halloween horror nights. I was there last week. The one with the hayride. Haven't been there yet. Okay. But we're going <laughs> to. Okay. But yeah, so, uh, so that's really fun. And we are putting out our first episode. We've been working on it for a while, but we're putting out our first episode in the next week or so. So, so by the time this comes out, it will probably be up. 
It will probably be at jetsetnerds.com. Don't travel plan yet. Wait for the episode. <laughs> so if you want to learn about all the really amazing Halloween attractions in L.A., then uh, that's a good place to You go as far as Anaheim? Oh, we go as far as Anaheim. All right. But that's uh, exciting. So that's one. Santa Clarita? Mm. Yes. Long Beach? Uh, yes. yes. Uh, Tijuana? Ooh. We haven't yet. Okay, yet. What yet. kind of haunted houses are in Tijuana? Ooh, really scary kind. I think you just have to get down to the worm and the tequila and then... That's scary enough. That's the end of the trail? They're I just, could do that at home. They're just run by, by just at the end, it's always a donkey show just to freak you out. <laughs> <laughs> no? I don't know. Donkey show reference? That would be a 90s racist reference? Is that what I said? No, I think that, that some some people believe that still exists. Okay. Look, this is a, this is a super creative network. <laughs> we have standards here. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, Stephanie? Do you like traveling? Is that your thing? Do you like traveling a lot? Oh, I love traveling. Okay. I also love a lot of other things. Like what? Uh, like plug for another show. Okay. Fashion. Nerd fashion. You look pretty fashionable today. You look pretty Thank cute. Thank you. Yeah. I'm wearing my new Thor shirt. Love it. Very happy. I love the Thor. But yeah, so I have a show called Fashionably Nerdy. Fashionably Nerdy. Fashionably Nerdy. And it's all about geek chic fashion and uh, all the designers that make it and all the awesome people that wear it. And that sounds fun. Pretty awesome. Fashionably Give me an nerdy. example. Um, well, I'm doing this really awesome uh, panel at Geek Girl Con in Seattle Ooh. in like two weeks with... Um, with Victoria Schmidt, who is one of the creatives behind Gold Bubble Clothing. Okay. If you're familiar. And that's just one of the really awesome brands that's out there right now that's making really cool stuff. They make really interesting, like, Sherlock dresses. Oh, and cool. Saying you need one of those. And things like that. Yeah, you know, our listeners, actually, big demographic. We did a study recently. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of men who like to dress in nerd lingerie. Yeah. It's true, oh, of course. So if you could, yeah. yeah, I mean, so it sounds like you are, that's your prime, that should be your prime target, as men who like dressing in le- nerd lingerie. For this episode. So they're like, for this specific episode, they're like, what is the lingerie that blonde lady wore on Battlestar Galactica, and then they buy that, and then they wear it to listen to this show. Zane, do you is know this from first person knowledge? Like, is that one of your hobbies? It's, uh, I dabble in many things. Yes, I have, uh, <laughs> I actually have a a species costume uh-huh. that I put on to entertain my wife. Sounds entertaining. Yeah, species. You remember this movie? Yes, where I that, do. Totally yeah. remember species. That was the one with yeah. um, Natasha Henstridge. No, I don't know. Maybe, but my no? breasts no, are guys, no. magnificent. Yeah, good. My fake breast. <laughs> <laughs> but his butt can and, use a little bit of work. In my alien costume, yeah, I need a little padding. Where can we watch these shows? Uh, on the tubes of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. type in, I go to YouTube and I go fashionably nerdy and then your face is going to, or you're, yeah, you're going to pop up. You're going to pop up. I will pop up on your screen. And what else? Anything else you want to talk about? I thought you would want to talk about stalking LeVar, but then you're I, like, that no. came out a year ago, Bria. Shut up. No, no. I love stalking LeVar. Stalking LeVar is a really fun project. Who's LeVar? LeVar? I'm just fucking with you. I'm Rainbow. a big TNG fan. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I know who you're talking about. But yeah, so uh, Stalking LeVar is a really fun scripted comedy um, about... Jordy LaForge. About <laughs> t- two girls that love Jordy LaForge. Oh, good. And uh, they try to make him their best friend by stalking him very unsuccessfully. 
It's pretty exciting. So it's really fun, and we know that LeVar has seen it, and so is his family, and they're all super scared. supportive. They're scared, scared they're of you, scared. and they're like, what in the fuck is this? And they have no, a straining order against no. you. They're really supportive, and LeVar wants to be on the show, Ooh. and his daughter wants to be on the show, Mika. So um, we're, it's just it's a lot of fun. That's we have, exciting. We have a lot of fun on that show. And it's Stalking LeVar. So stalking we can find LeVar. you at Jet Set Nerds, Fashionably, ner- Fashionably Nerdy, and Stalking LeVar. Stocking Levar is dweebdarlings.com. Dweebdarlings.com. It's exciting. Well, thanks for coming. (laughs) Um, Well, now's a part of the show where we do, um, we talk about this week's news stories. Um, We have a little theme song to play for it. Kiki is not here today. We, of course, have Ricardo Nuzzi here, who is um, seizing the day. And um, uh, Ricardo, nice to have you. Can you play our theme song to this? Do you know which one it is? It's the one that's a quick He's Dangerous Liaisons. That's me. He's, he's, uh, yes. Tess of the Durbervilles. Tess of those. I want you to play the song. It's the same one we're talking. This one. He's your Mr. Chansey. (laughs) (laughs) Ricardo Newsies is not doing a great job at the soundboard. You know what? Yeah. I'm more of a dancer. You guys, it's oh, 11 in the morning it, on a Monday. Uh, We're not going to be it, able to do this. It, but, 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 some news stories. Thanks for being here today. You are welcome. Sorry I'm giving you a hard time. I'm leaving you on the monitor until we, until you're done with your news stories. See the beads of sweat falling down my face. Okay. <laughs> so, news stories. By the way, it was Natasha Hitchridge. Yes, I did a movie with her a few years ago, but I can't remember if it was Species or... Uh, you were in Species no, too? No, no, I was in a movie with her called The Perfect Student, where I played a, a, a student who um, gets uh, accused of killing her friend and Natasha Hinstridge like goes like no she didn't and she re- gets me released and then turns out it did kill her it was for oh. lifetime what about it was my first lifetime movie what about student <laughs> bodies well, who was she though she played the teacher oh okay yeah she was a teacher she was like a teacher and like a law professor or something what oh. about she's actually one of the nicest people i've ever worked with student bodies nope not in that one graduation day no uh horror high next news story <laughs> so Children remember dying in Oklahoma bombing, 9-11, reincarnation. Molly Kernett talks about her son, Cade's memories of dying in a past life. His comments led her to believe he was killed in 9-11. It started as nightmares. Many past life recalls among children start as nightmares, say reincarnation experts. Cade was very good as a baby. He slept a lot. He was calm, quiet. Good. Right about the time Cade was three, he would wake up screaming about falling and the Statue of Liberty, and about his leg being broken off, <laughs> Kernet said. I said this one was too dark. <laughs> Beth Culpepper's daughter, Carson, reported memories at a young age of what Culpepper thinks is her daughter's past life death in the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing. <laughs> if you die in a violent event, you can come back remembering your past life, Culpepper said. Mm-hmm. Her daughter reports a memory of a man who drove his truck into a building, an explosion. 
I was scared. I wanted to know if there were other kids out there who had talked about the Oklahoma City bombing. When I went online, I found there were a lot of families who have children who will have what they call spontaneous memories of past lives. But I did not find anybody else who has a child remembering Oklahoma at that point. But it was still reassuring to see that other families had these spontaneous memories. I wasn't the only one that their kids talked about living before. Hmm. You know, I've been listening. I've been I've been uh, listening to an audio book uh-huh. called uh, "Going Clear" about the history of Scientology. Oh. Um, and you know they help you a lot with past lives. Oh, really? Yeah. That's like one of their mission statements. Yeah, the, when they do your your testing, uh, you know, with that lie detector machine. Yeah. Then <laughs> they, um, yeah, they explore these blocks that you have from your past lives, and a lot of times it is like a violent death. A lot of times. Usually. You usually have had a violent death in a past life that you remember. Yeah. Oh. But, like, not, like, just everyone has died a violent... Like, we all in this room have died a violent death in our lives. Like I would say... Life. I think dysentery, you know... Dysentery is pretty vi- violent. No, no, I'm just saying... Like, a lot of people die from that. I feel like a lot of that? people die of that and plague and... I yeah. would say... Diseases. Yeah. For not most of human history, people probably mostly died of violent deaths. I, not, I don't think now. I don't think... I no, don't think not I now, have. but we're talking about past lives. Okay, okay. So you're yeah, saying... I think Starting in the 20th century, maybe after World War Two, yeah, more people started dying of infectious diseases, Cancers. depression, Cancers. lack of a will to live. <laughs> um, but before that, it was like, oh, I'm 26 years old. I have an apple. Bam! You just got hit in the head with a rock. <laughs> and then like it's like, oh, like in the 1890s in New York, you could just be walking down the street. Somebody drop a flower pot on your head and take your wallet from a third story window. That used to be a common technique for mugging. That was common. Yeah. There were a lot of reports of that. That was like a, there was a trend. Flower pot mugging. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then so it was just, it was just mindless murder everywhere until modern medicine. I don't think uh, I've ever heard that violent. Psychiatric uh, drugs helped us to move past that. That's true. And they're keeping us alive a lot longer and a lot. I just read this book. You know, I'm reading this book called... Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. It's uh, by our, one of our friends who we want to have on the show, mm-hmm. Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about when she worked at a crematorium. And she talks about how in, you used to die a violent de- Like, everybody used to die in violent, crazy ways. But now we just keep people alive forever because we can. Yeah. And it's, like, not natural. It's, like, it's really used to. You shoot yourself in the head. You're dead. Now, they take you to the, to the ICU. Mm-hmm. You're going to live it out. That's true. Not a good way to go. Try something else. That's true. Try. But the ICU has Jello. Si- try psychiatric <laughs> medicine. That is why people keep going back to the ICU is for the food. Folks, I'm like, actually anti psychiatry. Are you anti psychiatry? Mm-hmm. You're really having a lot of like the last week. You've been like, a, like taking a lot of stances on things that I don't think you believe. In. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm involved in the anti psychiatry movement. Mm-hmm. I have a group of schizophrenics living in my house right now <laughs> yeah. that I've liberated uh-huh. from a mental institution. Uh-huh. But they like going back for the Jello. They go back. They go to the ICU for the Jello, but that's part of their mental illness. <laughs> uh, they take it from people who can't eat it. <laughs> it happens often. Yeah. 
Doctor, we have another patient here who um, seems to have shot themselves in the head, but they just keep requesting Jello. It's very strange. <laughs> well, give them some Jello, oh. and keep them away from psychiatric medicine. Doctor, it it's all a sham. It seems that we've run out of Jello. All the patients just keep coming in and asking for it. Jello is the new Zoloft. <laughs> Try Jello; it'll stop you from shooting yourself. That's a good. That's a good plug. Look. Flavor though, mm. green, red, the green. name. Wasn't that the name of an album? Green Jello, mint, mint jelly, green jelly, mint jelly is right. What you say <laughs> for the, like a nineties album? The Little Pigs, Little Pigs song. Yeah. 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 What is that? Who is that? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. It was pretty bad. All right, next news story. Will ET be here soon? Oh. Yes. The answer is yes. NASA brings scientists and theologians together to prepare. Looking for extraterrestrial life is akin to a search for a cosmic needle in a haystack, as evidenced by the above incredible Hubble Space Telescope. Uh -huh, I see it. Mm. Oh, you're showing it to the camera. Yeah. I got it. I got it. We have okay. cameras today. <laughs> Image showing approximately 10,000 galaxies. In large part, thanks to NASA's Kepler spacecraft, more than 1,400 planets have been identified beyond Earth. A few days ago, NASA tried closing the gap between life on Earth and the possibilities of life, life elsewhere. The Space Agency and the Library of Congress brought together scientists, historians, philosophers, and theologians from around the world for a two-day symposium, preparing for discovery. Their agenda? To explore how we prepare for the inevitable discovery of extraterrestrial life, be it simple microbial organisms or intelligent beings. We're looking at all scenarios about finding life. If you find microbes, that's one thing. If you find intelligence, that's another. And if they communicate, it's something else. And depending on what they say, it's something else. Set a stronger <laughs> symposium organizer. Well, well, yeah. and That's not very specific. What is it? <laughs> former chief NASA historian Stephen J. Dick. The idea is not to wait until we make a discovery, but to try and prepare the public for what the implications might be when such a discovery is made, Dick told the Huffington Post. I think the reason NASA is backing this is because all of the recent activity in the discovery of exoplanets and the advances in astrobiology in general. People just consider it much more likely now that we're going to find something, probably microbes first and maybe intelligence later, he added. The driving force behind this, from a scientific point of view, that it seems much more likely now that we are going to find life at some point in the future. Among the many speakers at last week's Astrobiology Symposium, one has raised a few international eyebrows in recent years. I believe alien life exists, but I have no evidence. I would be really excited and it would make my understanding of my religion deeper and richer in ways that I can't even predict yet, mm -hmm. which is why it would be so exciting. Wait, what religion? Uh, the alien... Uh, the religion of alien life existing. Uh, okay, I gotcha. Said Brother Guy Consolmagno, a Jesuit brother, astronomer, and Vatican planetary scientist. Ooh. I want to meet that guy. Wait a second. So what if... I know you're probably not done, but I have so many things to say right now. Um, what if um, they... Uh, is that good? I keep what if you find not, not um, uh, like microbes or intelligent creatures, but you find intelligent microbes, like Stuart Little? Let's do a little <laughs> yeah, a mouse. I, I think it was a mouse. Okay, but like the idea of like Stuart Little or the Littles. Stuart. Remember the Littles? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what if it was like the Littles? Like what if you they found... They microbes? Well, but in like microbe form. Super. So cool. you like, you put them under a microscope and they have like a little house and they're sleeping in like a tin can made up, made into a bed. 
like a like a sardine can. That would be adorable. It would be so cute. It's but really exciting. How do you incorporate them into your life? But did you ever have to incorporate the littles into? What, did they live among big people, or did they level little? They kind of get the to do their own thing. Come join the fun. I don't think the, the, the little, little bits. bits. That's a different one. Come everyone. That's a different one. Little bits is different. With I like that bits. all the quotes in this article are by someone whose last name is Dick. So it's like says Dick. <laughs> Am I the only one that just like giggles? Yeah, no, I think that's that? fine. I don't think we do that to kids anymore, right? Like kids under the age of people under the age of thirty are not named Dick. Well, this was his last name. Oh, that's true. His that's last true. name was. I, there's there's people named Richard all the time that shorten it to Dick, which I don't understand. But right, right, not under the age of thirty though. I think under the age no. of thirty, we all understand. We go like, oh, you're you can't <laughs> do that because then people are gonna call you Dick. We had um a teacher at our our junior high school whose last name was Faggot, and she was Miss Faggot. And her son's name was Ladarius, Ladarius Faggot. But oh. he was a good athlete, so it worked out okay for him. But Ed, but Ed, Edward Faggot was not a good athlete. A- Edward Faggot was not. So that was a bummer for him. I have, I have an ex-girlfriend who, somebody just texted me, she had a baby yesterday. Yeah. What'd she name it? Faggot. She named it Garland Houdini. <laughs> That's first and middle? Yep. Which ex-girlfriend? Kate Ryan. Oh, really? Yeah, she named it. Garland, Garland Houdini? Houdini. I think what really you name your kids that. is really it, look. Zane and I both have weird names. Zane and Bria, like which are okay, but they're like just weird enough to where they're kind of memorable. Mine's a little bit harder to pronounce, but I don't agree with it. When people are like, "I'm naming my kids something memorable," I'm like, "Don't just name them something normal." Chocolate bar. Name them something. Name them Stephanie. Stephanie's a good name. It's easy to remember. No one's ever like Ste- Steph. What? Like they know what your name is, right? Thanks, Mom. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's a good choice. No offense, Mom. I know you listen to the show. Does anybody ever call you Steffi? Uh, no, because I hate nicknames. Oh, you and hate them? Like, that's like the worst of them. Wait, mom. do you hate all nicknames? I just or for just for you. My name has nine letters in it. It uh-huh. just feels like you're just being lazy if you shorten it. Well, I am lazy. What What if people call you a name that's like just like like your hair is kind of red? What if they start calling you red? I don't mind that as much okay. as just shortening my name. Red okay. on the head. The like only a... shortening I like is S. Oh, you don't know that one? No, that was going to be dirty? Yeah. That's some dirty joke Dad told you? No, it was that, what the football coaches used to say to this guy. I don't feel like you should say it because we have a redhead present. Uh, it's okay. You, you don't know it? it? You already know it. What'd you say? Never mind. <laughs> he said red on the head. Like red. the dick of a dog. Oh. That's what they Ew. say. Why did they say that? Inappropriate, oh. wildly inappropriate. I've never heard that one. Because dogs before. have red, red penises. I don't think they do. I do think Little they do. I've never rabbit. seen one. You've seen it, and everyone's seen it. You you, know, no one likes to talk about it, honestly, but it, we've all seen it. It's just because dogs don't get aroused by you. No, <laughs> that's what it and is. And I don't know Good. that that's a bad thing. That is something that happens. Zane, Zane always is complaining about that. He's like, God, I just wish more dogs saw me as a sexual partner as opposed to just like an owner. Or, or a, friend. a friend, yeah. They, he wishes they would like you know pay attention to him and see the beauty in his like his uh, the beauty in dog, the beast dog like ways. Ricardo is really unhappy with this conversation. So <laughs> aliens. Oh yeah. Ricardo's like ET. I would love to see ET. Oh, like ET. Like, like you're, you're like hoping it isn't ET. Yeah, like a oh, cute ET. Well, that's a ET different so thing. Cute. That's one thing. Yeah. Another thing is <laughs> uh, some microbes, microbes which would be uh, exciting. Another thing is. Beings that communicate with each other. This is like the worst classification system for aliens. I'm yeah. sorry, NASA. Give me a call. Stop talking to this Jesuit priest. <laughs> I, uh, the story gets better, though. Oh, okay. Ricardo has more to say. Yeah. 
It's a quiz. Oh, oh, oh Ricardo. My God. Ricardo. Uh-oh. Ricardo. Oh, God, we have to do a quiz with you. <laughs> Ricardo, I'm going to record you doing this. Messing up. Never again. God, never invited back. <laughs> Me? We're going to know. You're fine. Oh. You can stay. I'm going to go. You're going to take over Ricardo's job when he's done. <laughs> That's how it works. He was the guest last week. <laughs> I'm, I'm up for the challenge. You'll do a better job than I will have. Coach Almago has publicly stated that his belief that any entity, no matter how many tentacles it has, has a soul. And he suggested that he Ooh. would be happy to baptize any ETs what? as long as they requested it. There has mm-hmm. to be freedom to do science. Being a good scientist means admitting we have never, we never have the whole truth. There's always more to learn. Consul Magno also doesn't think the public would panic when or if it's revealed that alien life has been found. I really think it would be a three-day wonder, and then we'd go back to worrying about reality TV or the crazy things going on in Washington. That's the way human beings are, because I think most people are like me. We expect it's out there, and our reaction would be, wow. Baptize it. Thank heavens. It's oh. about time. Thank heavens. Wait. Imagine how many beings of the, in the universe haven't heard the good word. So it's all good that aliens exist, so long as they accept Jesus into their hearts. I just like that the first thing you should do is like, let's baptize it. However many tentacles it takes to get it in this water, who knows if the water's going to destroy it because it probably lives on a, on a planet where there is very little water. Like, if it's a microbe, I'll dunk that microbe in the water. Like, that just seems like it's a very the strange idea. The drowning. <laughs> Don't drown the littles. <laughs> yeah, I totally support this. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Fair. I would like to see the Vatican pay for a, a private space uh, conquest. Uh, equipped out, equipped with with many um, baptismal baptism, baptismal poles. Just crash landed onto some planet. Yeah. Get those aliens from Alien and dunk them in there. Yeah. Because I want to see them in heaven. Space missionaries, <laughs> the space crusades. <laughs> the last thing I would want to see in heaven would be those aliens from Alien. <laughs> like, and this is your section. Uh, it's all the aliens from Alien and you. Um, I would like to not be in this section of heaven. Could I go be with the alien from E.T.? <laughs> Maybe the aliens from, like, Futurama? Uh, like, some of the nicer aliens? Those aliens are all in hell. We I, only have these aliens from <laughs> Alien. I really would rather not be with the and aliens humans. from Aliens. They seem like they're going uh, to murder me really quickly, even though we're in heaven. I'm going to level with you. Okay. We're running out of room up here. Oh, right. And there's not a whole lot of places to stash you. Um, so it's kind of this cot. And these aliens. But you, look, trust me, they've I'm, been baptized, washed their sins away. Do you not have a space with, like, maybe, like, the Bigfoots or, um, for example, like, where are the Chupacabras? Like, any of those kind of creatures? Maybe Krampus? Is he up here? Like, I can now hang out with him? Krampus is up here. Great. Figured. The other ones are in hell. Okay. Yeah, Krampus is actually in his own section. It's a swamp. Right, sure. Yeah, and he's miserable there because he enjoys the cold. Yeah. But it's his heaven. So it's weird. If you want, what I mean by it's his heaven is that's the space we allotted to him because we don't have very much room. Oh, I see, I see. So I thought you meant he's chosen heaven. I thought you meant like he owned heaven. This is his place. This is Krampus' heaven. So Let's change well, the rules. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the marshland. <laughs> you, <laughs> you get a cough and oh. polite conversation with aliens for I the rest of your existence. I would really prefer not to be in Krampus's heaven. Can I go to a different heaven? Mm, yeah, sure. Okay. okay. There's not much room, like I said. Okay. But uh, there is a heaven. Uh, we found these things on Earth. You call them critters. Oh, 
Oh, no, but I'm not interested in critters, heaven. Uh, no, it's an old apartment complex. Yeah, I know. Um, and Invested by raccoons. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and the critters are, though, they're very cute in these little rolly balls. No, but then don't they hurt you after that? You're going to have to fight them off, but it's heaven. <sighs> Enjoy. Here's your harp. Thank you. Next news story. <laughs> Again, I just love that that it doesn't matter how many tentacles. Mm-hmm. Not matter. arms, legs, just tentacles. Mm-hmm. Kansas Governor to sign Zombie Preparedness Month proclamation. It's never too early to start preparing for a zombie apocalypse, at least if you're in Kansas. The Kansas Division of Emergency Management is rolling out a campaign asking residents to be ready for just that possibility. With Governor Sam Brownback set to sign a proclamation Friday designating October as Zombie preparedness month while the idea of an actual zombie attack is just in jest being ready for any disaster situation isn't if you're equipped to handle the zombie apocalypse then you're prepared for tornadoes severe storms fire and any other natural disaster kansas usually faces mm-hmm. Devin tucky of the division of emergency management said in a statement this is a fun and low-stress way to get families involved and past turnouts have proven it to be effective State officials said preparing for a like mayor, disaster but... involves coming up with an emergency plan and gathering adequate survival supplies. Ooh. Thanks, Ricardo Nizzi. I love this. You love it? You love it? Thanks, Kansas, for finally seeing that See, zombies are a real threat. I like that they were like, they, they're like, look, this is going to prepare us for other things <laughs> like tornadoes. <laughs> Let me just tell you one thing. If I was making a zombie preparedness kit, it would involve an axe. And how would an axe help you in a tornado situation? Actually, <laughs> okay. I, 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 you know, I come from the southeast. We have a sure. lot of tornadoes there. Yeah, we too. We know them. Yeah, yeah. So, so when your house gets destroyed and you're in your bathtub, you need to get out of your bathtub somehow. And okay, you, that, I see what you're saying. You can use the axe to get out. Okay, so you you go into the bathtub with the axe. Yeah, you take your zombie preparedness or a kit gun. To, or a gun to the bathtub. I got my gun, my ham sandwich. I'm ready for this tornado. <laughs> Why would you have a ham sandwich in a zombie preparedness kit? Well, you're gonna get hungry. Oh, okay. You should just have a ham sandwich in all of your kits. This one's for tornadoes. I mean, if you like ham, I actually don't like it. It's just okay. spam. It's just spam. Yeah, just to keep it keep it real. Um, I just think that it's very presumptuous of Kansas to say we're going to be attacked by zombies and we're going to be prepared. Clearly, we all know if there's a zombie attack, it's going to happen starting in New York City or Florida. Those are the only two places that we're going to start seeing the zombie attack happen. That's true. New York, because it's highly populated. Florida, because that's where crazy people live. New York, because it's full of sinners. Florida, because it's full of sinners. Yeah. No, no, but we learned from 9-11 (laughs) that everyone is a target. Especially <laughs> small towns in Kansas. I learned from when I died in a 9-11 attack that... <laughs> is that offensive? I don't know. Too soon. Too okay, soon. all right. We just did a story about it. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> that everyone can be a target. Anyone. Any single person. Everyone. Um. Do you, have a, do you have a bug out bag? No. Do you not have one? Do you have one? I have a thirty-eight caliber pistol. Okay. But do you have like a bag a full of, of stuff? Water. Okay. And a ham sandwich. Okay. What else? So you're right. The ham oh, sandwich right. is like eight years old. Though, we have like point. really nice bags. Mm-hmm. Like we have bags. They're like other oh, designer bags. They're like bags designed not to get fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like they can take like if something falls on that. And then we have lots of water and supplies and a machete and. Is there totally Louis Vuitton? They're totally Louis Vuitton. They're like a designer. 
Bug out bags. Uh, really fancy. Oh my god, we should make those. Designer bug out bags? Yeah. It's actually a good idea. Oh, you yeah. should add that to your list of the many things you let's, do. Let's go into business. I'll, I'll invest in that. Designer. And it has like Evian in it. Oh, that's it's nice. Like, it's It's got all the high-end supplies. Yeah, because the ones you buy now, need? they're kind of like... You buy them because you can buy them in At bags. Costco. Yeah, but they're like kind of like but we yeah. It's just a toothbrush, yeah. a little tube of toothpaste, yeah, and a note saying, "Help me! I fell into land of the lost." <laughs> <laughs> and like those weird like soaps you get at a hotel. But this this would be great. Yeah. Because, you know, it's there's, good. there's clientele that doesn't want that crap. Yeah, and when you yeah, I think that's a really good idea. It's like when you get on it's like a, a birch box for for bug out bags. You guys know birch box? Such a yes. reference that I know. The yes. John Birch conspiracy. Yeah, that's what it is. Alright, I think you it's time in part of the show where we do a quiz um with Stephanie. Uh-oh. We call it it's a quiz. I'm not good at testing. It's a it's a quiz. <laughs> Oh, start in Start in the middle. <laughs> Is it a video game quiz? <laughs> nope, it's just the style of our music. I love it. Okay, good. All right, it's October. Not right now, but it will be the time by the time this comes out. So all month, this month, all the quizzes are ghostly and ghouly. Yours happens to be about the Roman, Romanian mythological creatures known as the... Ely, I E L E. I should have looked up the oh, pronunciation. Yeah, totally, the Ely. Yeah, I should have looked up this pronunciation, but I didn't. All right. Often described as virgin fairies who have a seductive power over Ooh. men, the Ely usually can. Are you looking up the pronunciation? I E L E. Okay. Uh, can usually be found where? A. In the desert. B. Wherever men leer at women. Or C. At crossroads. Meet me Wait. at the crossroads. You won't be lonely. What was the middle choice? And I'm gonna miss uh, when, wherever go. men leer at women was the second choice. First choice is in the desert, and the third choice is at crossroads. And what are they again? They're there are these virgin fairies who have a seductive power over men. Virgin fairies. They dance a lot too. I'll get to that in a bit. Virgin Ow. fairies. They'll um, make your dreams come true. I'm gonna say at the crossroads. <laughs> That is correct. You are right. It is the crossroads. The Ely can be found uh, bathing in springs or hanging out on top of trees dancing also. Those are the only two places you might want to find them. Top Man. of trees dancing or in springs. I like Bathing. Ely's. Ely's. All right. The Ely, Romanian Ely, love to dance by moonlight naked with their long oh. disheveled hair only barely covering their breasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad they're at least covered. Okay. <laughs> next time I'm walking... And I hit a crossroads. I need to take an extra brush. That's I thought what I just learned. I thought you were saying next year you're going to walk in with your hair barely covering your breasts. And I was going to no. be like, that's a new show. They, their hair's disheveled. They need some good so conditioner. Disheveled. They need good conditioner and a brush. They have a lot in common with mermaids. Mm-hmm. What fashion accessories can also be found on the Ely? A. Bells on their ankles. B. Candles in their hands. C. Chainmail coats. Or D. All of the above. Uh, I. They're 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 pretty naked. That's what I what I heard before. They I are mostly naked. Sometimes there's an exception. Chain metal coats sounds like it would just get stuck in their disheveled hair. Chain it's mail. Uh-huh. Cha- what did I say? Metal. Oh yeah, but I, it's the same Chainmail. idea. Same idea. Yeah, yeah. Same idea. I think that that would be a little intense with disheveled hair. It'd be really painful. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the bells on the ankles. You know, Stephanie, I'm sorry. It is uh, all of them. It was actually all of those things. While chainmail coats are rare, they have been seen. The places where they danced 
Oh, and this is about their dancing. Places where they dance later become carbonized, and grass is incapable of growing there, and the leaves on the trees are scorched. When grass finally does grow, it will be a strange color, and no animals will eat it. Only mushrooms will thrive. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Question three. You're doing all right. You're doing all right over there. Yay. Hey. Who's on the soundboard? Um, (laughs) While they are not vengeful, they do like to not be seen, mocked, provoked, offended, have people sleep under a tree that they consider their property, have someone walk into an area where they dance, or have a person drink from a well or spring that they use. They don't like any of those things. Damn. When they do find someone doing one of these things, what do they do? A, make him become one of them. B, make his skin break out in boils. Or C, dance around him and then make him disappear without a trace. I'm going to go with boils. You know, boils are my favorite, but that is not correct. I'm sorry. They make him disappear? Yeah, make him disappear. They've also been known to work for revenge for God or the devil. Where Learn does he something disappear new. To? They just take him away, disappear without a trace. Does he go to Krampus Heaven? Probably Krampus Heaven. <laughs> Probably exactly where he goes. It is like hell there. It sucks. And miss everybody. That's what Krampus Heaven. What like you seven. gonna do when a Krampus comes for you? <laughs> All right, you're not here to talk about Ely, but that was a great educational moment. Oh, um, I loved Ely. Um, but we do want to talk to you about your problem today. It's the part of the show we call Talk to the Guest. Talk to the Guest. You're ready. Um, all right, we're back. We, we're back. We took a little moment of a break. Maybe we put a little, we'll put like a little advertisement there. Sorry, guys. I, don't know. I had to go to the bathroom. No, she didn't. Did, it, did you press record? Yeah. Oh. This guy. Daniel's on it. Let's get a little shot of Daniel. Daniel, right? No. It's Andrew. It's Andrew? Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> but I keep calling you Daniel? Because he looks like the young Daniel Radcliffe. Andrew. Okay. No, Thanks, he, he Andrew. doesn't look like that. He looks Thanks, Does Andrew. He? Oh, wow. Saying you got cool over there. <laughs> Nobody knows where they came from. I do. They came from me. Never mind. Dude, have oh, you guys seen the movie Horns? Did we already see it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, gosh. Wow. That's again. Fun. Harry Potter still loves redheads and oh. speaks partial tongue. That's what I learned from that movie. I and think I read the book. It's a Joe Hill book, yeah? I think it's a Joe Hill it's book. It's a Joe Hill book. Yeah. Never read it. It's crazy. It's Lots of genres going on there. I but like fun. That. I like a multi-genre. Multi-genre. Did you enjoy Detention? Genre. I didn't see it. What are you talking about? That movie Detention that came oh, out a I, couple of years ago. I thought you were talking about you gave her Detention. Did you enjoy Detention? Did you enjoy your Detention? I loved it. <laughs> it was my favorite. We Saturday had, uh, Detention? 
You had Saturday detention? Yeah, once for skipping school, for like leaving school to go to Burger King. <laughs> They're yeah. like, guess what? You get to come back on Saturday. Detention always has the coolest kids in it, though. So I hated it. I, felt, I, I wasn't going to a bunch of kids who wanted to beat me up. Yeah, I think detention at our school had the most the dangerous kids. kids. <laughs> Breakfast Club. No, the cool no, that's kids. not, that's who not was there. what it was. As much kids like, want to beat me up. It I, was like Young Death Row, yeah. which is uh, an animated series I'm working on right now. <laughs> uh, if you guys know anybody who'd like to pick that up, Young Death Row. Young Death Row. It's about a group of murderer college students in high school Aww. awaiting uh, for their arraignment Aww. in detention. I, Sounds like a good one act play. I spent most of high school trying to not get beat up because I was real little then, like I'm real little now. And so I was really, it was always nerve wracking. And you were vegan. Not in high school. Oh, you know, okay. I did a I was vegetarian in high school. I did a monologue about how, my head about how you do, had to wear a rope around your jinkos at uh, iOS a couple weeks ago. <laughs> And there were a series of uh, improv scenes done on these I wore Jinkos and shaved my head, and then everybody made fun of me, and then I would get in trouble for sagging too much, and I have to wear a rope around them. Sagger. Oh, my gosh. I was was such the rebel. Not really. I never wore Jinkos, but because of that, I worked at Pacific Sunwear because I was like, I will not be tempted to buy anything. And this was before it was PacSun and like what it is today. It was back when all you could get there was Jinkos. Wait. But you didn't buy them there. No, I never wore any. I liked working there because I wouldn't buy anything there. Well, what, what, what did you wear? Where did you shop? You're a fashion woman. What kind of fashion <laughs> clothes did you buy? What um, were you in? You shop I will at Dillard's? say that when I left, <laughs> when I left working at, at Pacific Sunwear, I left to go work at Betsy Diesel. Johnson. Oh so, wow, that's pretty fancy. So it was like I literally went from from Banana? not buying anything to buying everything. Oh wow. Betsy Johnson? You don't even know what that is. Betsy Stover? She's on Dancing with the Stars. Ricardo Ricardo knows what it is. He's a fan. Um, All right. This is way off topic. Um, You're here because you have a a supernatural, paranormal, cryptic problem that we're here going to solve for you. What's going on in your life, Stephanie? Well, uh, uh, I'm seeing someone that I really like. He's amazing. Congratulations. Hard to find a good guy or woman. Well, he's a guy, yeah, or a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, no, he's he's really great, but um, his hobbies are a little interesting. Mm-hmm. He he uh, dabbles a bit in shamanism. Ooh. Great. Okay, cool. He's okay. a shaman. Yeah, and a lot of with, animals. With that, he collects uh, a lot of like tribal mask. Great. From uh, Oceana. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Papua Oceana. New Guinea. And, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Guinea. there are just so many of these, like, creepy masks in his apartment. And at first, I was a little scared because I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. and there's Me that too. episode where Buffy's mom gets the creepy mask and then she puts it on. I and then, like, that. she gets possessed. And then uh-huh. there was also that movie, The Mask. Sure. So I was a little creeped out Jim by Carrey. that. But Carrey. that's Based actually... On the comic. The masks aren't really the issues. It's the, like, gods that are attached to the mask. Oh, sure. That are the issue. Old mm-hmm. gods. Mm-hmm. New masks. He, he evokes spirits quite often, and they're starting to get in the way of our love life. And How so? Like, you're, are you saying in your, in your day-to-day life, in your sexual relationship, what's the issue exactly? Well, sometimes he gets possessed by uh-huh. the gods. Uh-huh. Like, there's this god, Buddha, that likes to come in a lot. and Buddha? Buta. Buta. Uh, spell differently, Zane. Right. Get it together. I mean, clearly she's not talking about Buddha. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Buta likes to come in. He he takes over uh, his spirit a bit, and um, the sex gets kind of weird. That's mm-hmm. interesting. And um, weird, like bad or good. Well, at first I thought it was good, mm-hmm. but then I realized that it's like not. It's not him. It's not him at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird when you're seeing someone and and turns into one of those racist bunny Bugs Bunny it's cartoons like, in your bedroom. I almost feel like I'm cheating on him at times. Oh wow! But he's choosing to let these um, spirits infect his shaman body. I, yeah, I mean that, that's that's kind of his thing is to let let them in, but they're coming mm-hmm. in whenever they want, and mm-hmm. it's it's just not cool. I I feel weird about so it. So they're just coming in whenever they want. It's not necessarily he's he's like, all right, honey, and now it's time for me to put on the mask, and I'm gonna become Buta. It's like sometimes they just infect his body. Yeah, and he's cool with that. And and they do stuff like have weird sex with you. Are they doing anything else with you? Like, are they like you know making you watch certain television shows you oh, hate, no, or no, like you know not cleaning off, not, like using they, your toothbrush? They don't ever watch TV. Oh, okay, and what's good. the extent of the weird sex? Because you know <laughs> shamanism can go. A lot of ways. I'm going to describe a few from my experiences. You got uh, if just you know if you're at home, you played World of Warcraft. You could choose to be a night elf shaman. Uh-huh. Um, that just means you're going to transmogrify into creatures like a wolf, yeah, a bear, fun, a whale. But one, but might fun. might attack you. Might attack you. That's yeah. a dangerous so thing. That could that's happen one. To you. Same thing. Shadow run. Uh-huh. Except you don't turn into them. You. Uh, you project these uh, elemental entities yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're saying, your boyfriend sounds more like a Michael Tausig, uh shamanism, colonialism in the wild man, mm-hmm. where he's being embodied by the spirits. Um, often uh, there's like a there's a Haitian god uh, called Glass Eater that just eats glass bottles um, when Yum. possessing the shaman. Yeah, that's never happened. So it's not that weird. Okay. It's not like that. It's like, uh, you know, being tied up sometimes is fun. Sure. You know, every now and then. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. But it's not fun when you get, like, tied up and left there for four hours. Oh, sure. It's That's so, Buddhist thing. <laughs> it's like, I must sacrifice you to myself. And right, right. I just... Yeah. It, it it's together. cool, like like at first, but then it's four like, hours later, I'm like, I need a grilled cheese sandwich. I've lost all of the blood in my fingertips. Oh, hello. Sorry, that that, that was going to solve that clicking problem. No. Um, so you're not getting tied up. Are there other issues, or is based mostly the getting tied up by the Buddha Buddha God? I mean, there's other gods too. Okay, there's like Rata. There's Steve. Oh, Steve, hate that guy. He's terrible. Steve. Yeah. Steve Almighty. Mm-hmm. He's a bad one. Well, this sounds like an issue. So basically, these gods are coming in, affecting your relationship, making it hard on you to spend time with your shaman boyfriend. He's your boyfriend. Uh, oh, no, you don't want labels. You've gone to fourth base. I think that you're... Uh, fourth base is tying up. Yeah, yeah. Fourth base is tying up. I think you're probably boy tying up and being affected by a god. I'm really confused about your baseball references. Okay. Yeah, fourth base is getting ti- getting affected first by base. a god in time. First base. Mm-hmm. First base is uh, when someone like like sucks on your tongue and then like like makes it bleed. Oh. Second base. Second base is is when someone cuts off your boobs. Yeah. Yeah, the second base. Third base. Third base, they wear them. Yeah, that's third base. In their species costume. Definitely not how I learned to play baseball. And then fourth base is when a demon, uh, uh, a god infects your body and then you get tied up. 
Wow. Okay, I've been playing baseball wrong. Yeah. yeah. Just letting you know. You know, we have a lot of callers calling in. Uh, we have someone who, some people who are interested in um, having a conversation with you um, about this God situation. Gods are cool. <laughs> um, just... Right, Zane? Don't we have a caller? Oh, I don't know. Do we? Is uh, anybody on the line over Ricardo, there? Ricardo, do we have any callers on the line? Yeah, I think we do. Hello, caller. Caller, are you there? Caller, caller? You, you have something to say to Stephanie about her shaman boyfriend? Yes, Stephanie. Hi, caller. What's your name? Uh, my name is Melissa. Hey, uh, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi. hi. Um, I think I I personally think that you should, you know, try to make a connection with this guy, and if it's something that will help your boyfriend out, maybe you should uh, accept it. Oh, she sounds like a very submissive woman. <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie, have you ever been tied up yourself? You made it to fourth place? No, her name is Melissa. <laughs> Stephanie Melissa. <laughs> Stephanie's sitting next to you. Right. Melissa's on the phone. Uh, sure, whatever you say. Hi, I'm Stephanie. Women. Uh, <laughs> I have. Sounds like a bunch of submissive women. Like bunch of submi- I get submissive women mixed up. <laughs> I have been tied up before. I hey, do. Did you like it, Melissa? I do. And I, I, I've never said this on the air, but... I on the air, do you call into a lot of shows? <laughs> I, I do. I do. Okay. Which other ones do you call into <laughs> and talk about your I, sexual history? I call into... Uh, Loveline? Best in the West. No. Best oh. in the West. What is that? Is I don't know that show. one. Okay. And then I call uh, The Outlands. Mm-hmm. The Outlands is another one. Okay. And I call uh, First Microbes in Mars. Oh, Microbes oh. in Mars. We just talked about that. I know. So, so Melissa, you, what is it that you're about to confess on the air for the first time? I recently actually have begun um, experimenting with suspension. Oh, that yeah. sounds exciting. Mm. It is. And mm. What's suspension? Where people put hooks in your back and put you up in uh, the air. I thought it was what comes after Saturday detention. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's, that's true. Um, so put, like, you started, uh, yeah, they put hooks like in your back. I don't know. Uh, Melissa, like, is that right? Hooks? Yes, that's correct. Permanent hooks? Uh, like holes no. in your back and then they put hooks in your back and oh. suspend you in the air. Oh. Exactly. Oh. So Stephanie, it's okay. Out. It's okay. I'm not judging you. You don't have Melissa. to do it. That is what is called a grand slam. In that's a grand slam in baseball. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is, that is that's in the bases. That's the last in one. The base, grand yes. slam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have enough yeah. holes in my body. What's your RBI? How many holes do you have in your body? Well, there's my tear ducts. Okay. And my ear holes. Okay. And my nostrils. Okay. And my belly button, but it doesn't go all the way. Okay. And then two other ones. What about your mouth? Oh, and my mouth hole, too. <laughs> um, Melissa, so as much as I think everybody, all the listeners are interested in hearing about your suspension, your advice to her is basically just suck it up and get along? Yes. It's okay to have a, another relationship with this other Buddha. Oh, maybe like exploring your relationship with Buddha. Yeah. I just like, I feel like I I'm think, cheating. But do you feel like you have things in common with Buddha? I don't know. Here, I mean, he's I very... Okay, Melissa. Has he go. ever brought up... Has your boyfriend... Does your boyfriend have a problem with this? Hmm. Does the shaman have a problem with it? What's the shaman's name? Steve. Steve the shaman. Okay. So does Steve Stephanie the sh- and Steve. Stephanie, it's just Melissa Steve sh- on the line. Does Steve the shaman have an issue with uh, your with your god god well, fucking? No, I mean, but that's what it is. No, but it's called, like isn't that the name of a prodigy album? God fucking, maybe. But I have, I honestly, I, I mean, here's where part of the problem lies is that I haven't really talked to him too much uh, about about 
the whole incidents because he's not aware that it's really happening. Right. Right. And like I said, I feel kind of like I'm cheating on him, so I feel awkward. Yeah. And I should say that like Steve the God and Steve the guy I'm seeing are two different people. Oh sure, of course. We got Steve the God who's in the list of the gods. Guy I'm dating Steven, are you fucking all the gods? No, no. Are you Stephanie? Are you God fucking? Okay, I might be, but Okay. That sounds that is woof. <laughs> So you're fucking at least three or four gods. Every girl's dream. Like 12. Yeah, every yeah, every yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. Twelve gods. Wow. Throw, that is just like, throw, that turned into nightmares. That's nightmare category. But come on. It's not like, like, okay, so I'm a big fan of Thor, obviously. I have him on my shirt. Right. And it's yeah. not like, like, Thor comes into the room. It's like, here's this guy I'm seeing. And He's mediocre looking. He's not mediocre looking at all. He's quite good looking. Okay. It's just, it's just he embodies this other being, this supreme being, and and, and that guy's real good looking. Times. Who's better looking, the god or Steve? <laughs> Steve the shaman. I don't know what the gods really look like. I mean, oh, okay. the mask of okay. them are are quite interesting, but like I, they're they're taking over his body. Sure, sure, sure. But if you had to imagine it, who would be the better looking one? Uh. Uh, we got another call. Steve we have another call. Steve would still Steve the God or Steve the Shaman. Steve the Shaman. Okay. So oh, we have another call. Yeah, Melissa's call got dropped. Okay. Fuck oh, you, God. Melissa. Um, you, you're, Melissa thank Stephanie. you, Melissa. Melissa, your uh, your advice was Submissive. weak, weak at best. Weak sauce, honey. Um, but we have another call on the line. Okay. What's uh? Can we get another caller? Caller, are you on the air? Ricardo, this is can you Robert. Pass him through? Oh, hi, Robert. Robert. Yeah. I think you need to open yourself up. And learn how to summon your goddesses. Oh. And then there could be some one-on-one god with god. God versus god. Robert, you sound like you might be against human and god sex. Oh. Is that is that correct? You just think it's You right. just pro-god on god, god action. God on god action. But not so much human and god action. Yes. Okay. That was long. That, that was, was long. A long. Yes, he wasn't very. We sure weren't about sure about that. that, but you were. Uh, but you think that she should try to maybe throw on a little mask herself. Exactly. Let a god infect her body. I think that is the message that is being relayed. And we all know what happens when gods have sex with each other. Worlds are created. Worlds are created. The world series. Thunder, lightning. It's like the world series. Uh, We create all sorts of alien microbes. Like, it's just like great things. This is game seven of the world series. Yeah, that is what happens when gods have sex with each other. How many masks have you tried putting on, Stephanie? I have not put. You haven't put on any masks. Are you interested in experimenting and opening up your body to, for a goddess to infect it? Or a god. We don't, we don't, we don't discriminate here. God on god, god on goddess, whatever. I'm I'm a little weary of that. Mm, just run into it. I don't know. It's hard enough just me being inside of here. Mm-hmm. I don't have very much open space. Like, oh, within your own body. Yeah, like to let heaven. anybody else in. Right now. It's like heaven right now, which is really crowded. Um, you think your body's too crowded to let it got in. Gods can go into the... You'd not, you would not even notice. They stick around in the nooks and crannies and they make room. Hmm. No? Slide you know, right into I that. Have nooks and crannies? Right into those right crannies. Right into that belly button. Right. Hang hang in. <laughs> like a little bat. Yeah, and then it's it's really fun. I mean you it's you have a sense of power. Have you ever? As well as powers. Oh, all the time. It's like what it used to be 
you know, I was more into it in high school, I'll say, you know, when I was a bit in my experimental phase. But now I occasionally have a, you know, a fun weeknight with a, with a little uh, God infestation. I see my shaman once a week. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. And we work out all kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Family, Involving gods. Family history. Uh, the shaman sex triumphant. Sure. Triumphant. It's mm-hmm. not a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I mean, come on. It's I don't it's know. 2014. It is 2014. I watched I watch a lot of a lot of movies uh, growing up and and TV shows and what I've learned is that like obviously from Buffy and uh, and from the movie The Craft mm-hmm. sure. when you let spirits in yeah they don't laugh and like to leave. Yeah, and it can be messy. I don't know. I don't feel. I don't you don't feel, feel like you have the str- enough. You don't feel like you have the strength to get rid of a spirit, no. to get rid of a god. Let's delve into that. Okay. Buffy season five. Yeah. What was her name? Hope Glory. 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 Mm-hmm. Was glory she- on season five? I don't remember. I think it was I, five. I get the seasons confused, but go ahead. The Glory oh, season. Sorry, Claire. <laughs> so she did she possess a body, or was that just her god form? That's her god form. I think. Uh, like, do you think she possessed the body of Claire Kramer? <laughs> yes. Uh huh. To play that role. Yeah. Yeah. Think that's about true. think about where you could get in the entertainment is- industry. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could definitely take on some new roles. You could take on new roles. I, I break don't... out of these ropes that bind you. And what happened? Plugging in the computer. Oh, well. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you could. So it would give give you a lot of strength if you decided to let a god into your life. I mean, take after your boyfriend. You know, I know this is the thing that girls do. Girls are like, "Oh, my boyfriend's into letting gods possess them. I'm going to get into letting gods possess me." But think about it. Think about it for a second. Think about what it could bring you. Zane's right. It could bring you all sorts of like new opportunity, job opportunities. You'd have the ability to create worlds. You'd have the ability to like make people do your bidding. You know, there's all sorts of fun to create, things. To create wolves. Wolves. Yeah. I, see, there, there's there's a little a little difference though because you're saying I would have the ability, well, but it right. would it would be more the god would have the ability through me, and I. I don't know. They would be possessing me. Right. Well, I mean, here's a question. I wouldn't be in control. I, d- I don't know. I'm a Virgo. I really like being in I control. See, of, I see. I see. I, I like see. being in control of my situation. And I, I think it's a little weird. If mm. you could put your brain in Arnold Schwarzenegger's body. Okay. <laughs> would you do it? Mm. I, I see where you're going with this. Because then you would have the power of smashing. Yeah. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger expectations is by becoming a governor of uh, one of the largest. All right, clearly states she's not going to go into the body, um, and that's not going to be our solution. Thank you very much for your call. Thank you, Michael, Stefan, whatever your name was, Michael, Stephen, Richard, Richard, uh, Dick. Stephanie, Thank you for Marissa. calling, Dick, and um, Dick we appreciate that. Look, Stephanie, obviously our callers don't know how to give you advice. But it you is a call-in show, so we like to give them an opportunity to do that, but. Um, you know, I think Zane and I probably have a little bit of advice for you. I have some. Okay. Break up with your boyfriend. You just need to break up break with your boyfriend. Yeah, you got to break up with your boyfriend. Yeah, if it's, you don't want to mm-hmm. be involved in a shamanistic lifestyle. Yeah, that's. That's a deal breaker, it's a ladies. It's a deal breaker. Come on, ladies, ladies, ladies. Like if someone, if the shaman is, if the shaman's knocking on your door and you're like, I'll give it a try. You got to know you're going into a relationship with a shaman. It's not like a regular person. It's not you're start not starting a relationship with a regular dude. 
seems the shaman. So cool, the same though. way, right? You know, it seems like cool vampires, and hope you're ready to become one because otherwise, right. that lifestyle is not going to work for you. Yeah. Who else seems cool? Werewolves, but they're not that cool. Come, come, you know, full moon time. That's not going to make a good you, time for you. You know what else seems cool? Mm-hmm. Hollywood types. Yeah. And then you start dating them, and next thing you know, you're sucked into this uh, whirlpool of cess. Uh, yeah. And uh, high expectations. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're sucking Brian Singer's yeah. dick in a in a hot tub. Yeah. Do you guys Ooh. know any available vampires? Oh, we do have a few. We had a few on the show not too long ago. Yeah. Um, we the I vampire dating thing is really tough since they can't take photos of themselves, so it's hard to do like an online dating thing. So the 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 vampire dating scene is like kind of it's hard. They're not into the technology. They're aspect. not on Facebook. No, no, they can't take photos. Have their face. Yeah, they can't photos. Okay. But they're really into. Um, uh, meeting me in person and like you know doing over like you know a glass of warm warm blood you know warm you, blood more, warm blood if you're into warm blood then worm blood mm-hmm. you know mm, nobody likes me if you like vampires Everybody we can hook you up with them me. i feel like this is gonna get you back into the issue you're having now but that's not my that's not my problem i just i'm interested in trying everything at least once. once. Everything once. Everything once. I like it. Stephanie, I admire that, and we're going to hook you up. We have a great friend, um, Brom Stroker. No. Yeah. 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 Not no relation. Not the no one relation. Stroker. Stroker. No relation. Stroker. Yeah, oh, wow. similar, but not the same. Not the same. Does he have um, a reality show yeah. that's on, like, porn? Yeah, 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 yeah. He does. He's that famous. He's great. So if you don't mind dating can a porn star see? vampire, you're great. Can you see him? Yeah, yeah, you can see him. Um, well, on no, video? No, you just, like, hear it. Hear the noises. Yeah, but, but people like it. Beautiful. Beautiful noises that that guy makes. Oh, beautiful. my God. So we'll, we'll do an intro. We'll do an intro. We'll do We're an great intro. matchmakers over here. Yeah, you know, and if that it's doesn't work. Business. It can't think... be worse than being tied up for hours. Mm. It's true. Mm. Well, it probably could be. But, could be. you know, like, we're, we're not going to judge either way. You know, and Rob Galuzzo's ex-girlfriend. Yeah, he was on the show. She. She's a vampire. She could date her, yeah. Yeah, she's great. She's great. I've never been with a girl or a vampire. So. Oh, hey, that'd be Two a, birds. Two birds. One stone. Stephanie, I feel like we solved your problem. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, but. We'll receive an invoice shortly. Yeah, you'll get an invoice from us soon. Um, how, Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at stephaniepressman.net mm-hmm. or at Steph Pressman, even though I don't like Steph. Yeah, you don't like that. All my social media is at Steph Pressman on the Instagram, the Twitter, all that stuff. Gotcha. Check. You can find me at Bria Grant on Twitter. You can find me at Zane Grant on Twitter. You can- um, also, you're welcome, World News. Check oh, yeah. it out. There's a new show on the Super Creative Network called Your Welcome World News. It, uh, it's been out. It should be at least one or two episodes up by the time this episode comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, like and subscribe and find us on Facebook. There's always stuff going on in the Facebook community for Mystic Party. People are really fun over there and have all sorts of fun stuff to say. Uh, thanks for listening to Mystic Party. Let's play this out, Ricardo. Thanks for listening to The Mystic Party. 
Hi guys, do you like drinking wine but feel like you know nothing about it? Do you like to complain and then soothe your woes with wine? Because if you do, we have a solution for you. Hi, I'm Sean Buckholt. I'm Ellen Clifford. And we host The Wine Situation. That's wine with an H. Every week, a funny person wines to us and we get them smashed up, drunk, booze, liquored. Yeah, it's kind of like Drunk History meets Wine for the Dummies book. Right, we give them a wine education. Yeah, it's like a boozy study hall. Right, so for instance, Brian Sophie, he had problems with people who hated Real Housewives. So we paired that with a Finger Lakes, or is it Fingering Lakes, rosé. Yeah, and Charlie Sanders and Camille Knox wanted to whine about people who whine on L.A., so we brought them a wine made in downtown Los Angeles. You'll see how it works. So if you want to laugh and learn about wine, check us out, boardwalkaudio.com slash situation. Always wine with an H. And anywhere you get your podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, is Outer iTunes. Space, all over. So uh, pour a glass and tune in, guys. Cheers! I just drink wine. I can't believe how cold it is. It's so cold. Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking branch of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.